0: So it was this beautiful journey from this idea of what I want to be to actually becoming it, taking those steps, you know, and really making it come true. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec.
1: Hey there peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Christine. Christine, thank you so much for being here with us.
0: Hello, I'm so excited.
1: Nice. So give everybody kind of the 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you love to do.
0: Oh, wow, I am a serial entrepreneur. I love doing loads of different things. I love traveling, like spending loads of money. But what I like professionally doing is working with my clients to help them build and grow businesses with super simple business strategies and coach them at the same time for when all these inner little voices snag up that will, you know, make you sabotage yourself a little bit and not implement the awesome strategies that I'm sharing with you, you know.
1: <laughs> so I, guess I can yes, they find do. Well. <laughs> Awesome. Well we will get into those strategies, but first give us some background. How do you get into all of this?
0: So it wasn't straightforward at all. I'm from an academic family, academic background. Um, I think I always have to mention that I'm from Luxembourg, which is a tiny country in Europe. And in my language, which is Luxembourgish, it's its own language, entrepreneurship doesn't quite exist. The word entrepreneur does not mean what it means in English. An entrepreneur is someone who's like a, a how should I say, like a project builder, like they build malls and highways and, and loads of houses. So it's like a contractor, but in a big, big scale. So when you say an entrepreneur, that's, you know, I think concrete. So, and even though I studied English literature, Shakespeare didn't talk about entrepreneurship, funny any enough. So what? it took me a long time. I don't know
1: maybe that's why me I a like long Shakespeare time
0: <laughs> to actually figure out that I am an entrepreneur. And it happened because I got pregnant, f- was happy, of course, but freaked out about the sleep situation. Because I was like, okay, I'm not necessarily, you know, have the biggest mom instincts but I do love my sleep. So I registered for a baby sleep program. And at some point they sent an email about hiring or training new baby sleep consultants. And in Europe, it's not a thing. Like now it's starting to, but especially in Luxembourg, unheard of. And I clicked the button and I landed on what I now know was an awesomely written sales page. <laughs> <laughs> gloriously written and they painted the picture you know work your own hours here are some calculations of how much money you can make by only having that many clients you know it's super easy simple and I was like that's what I want to do I was like oh my god I can you know seeing those numbers crunched for you and seeing that I can do the same salary if not more but being my own awesome boss like this is the life so I started that. Turns out I really don't like babies apart from my own. So I was right in my initial <laughs> assessment. And after a year, um, my first company, Sleep Like a Baby, became Sleep Like a Boss. Because sleep, I immediately realized, was a huge topic. This was in 2015. And I was kind of lucky because Ariana Huffington had just written The Sleep Revolution, had a huge PR train And I wrote her pigtails. Like I was literally just piggybacking on her PR because not everyone could interview her. So journalists were frantically looking for sleep experts. And there I was, sleep like a boss, working with CEOs who can't sleep. And it took me another two years or so to really perfect my sleep like a boss method, where we combine science with stress resilience and coaching, basically, and lab testing. But then I realized, you know, it's not actually, the coaching that I enjoy that much with insomniacs. I love building the business though. So I franchised it out. I got a team that I trained in my method. And so I just ran the business. They handled the clients. And this year I actually sold it to one of my team members who's now the CEO and I decided to just focus on building businesses and helping others building businesses. So that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, it all made it all made sense, you know, and um, we had a mastermind wh- where for a year we only worked with health coaches. And in the beginning, I thought I only want to work with health coaches. But now then, you know, the funny thing happens, you learn and you shine your light. And I attracted all kinds of people, you know, artists, um, feng shui designers, of course, also coaches. But It really made me see that I want to work. I don't really care what you want to do. As long as we get along, as long as you want to do business online, we're good. So that's what I do now. Christine means business. I also wrote an awesome book, which is called We Mean Business that came out this year because christine means business but we mean business is obviously all inclusive and you know and um so yes that's what i do (laughs) oh that's fantastic
1: what a great story so let's get into who do you love to serve and support and kind of what's going on for them
0: People like me is my very simple answer. So I'm not going to say women between the age of 30 and 55 who only like to shop at Hermes, even though I do get you, Um, but it's in general,
1: you will find your peeps here. Although I must admit, unfortunately, I have never been there before. I was in London once and missed it. I was very sad.
0: But in general, it doesn't matter, like even male, female, I don't care, or gender fluid, it doesn't matter at all. What is important to me, what I work with is people who have a blob of an idea of what they truly want. Like they want to get out of the situation they are right now. They're really I have a blob motivated. of
1: an idea of what I want to
0: do. <laughs> yeah, exactly it's like,
1: what
0: they are. <laughs> they usually have like, I want to help people do this, or I want to paint, or I want to use my creativity. And sometimes it's multiple things, which is cool too. And they come to me and then um, they need to be motivated. They need to not be in a rush. It's really important to me. Um, so I love actually working with people who are, you know, doing this half time who are like, okay, I'm giving myself a year to set this actually up, you know, versus I have three months to make this work. And I know that a lot or of people-
1: If this is not by Friday, I'm dead.
0: <laughs> exactly. But unfortunately, yeah. you know, if you- start this rabbit hole of online digital marketing, you will see that promise a lot. Like take this no. course and you will be set. And I'm just very candid saying like I can't do that. It's just you you I will collapse time for you, but I, I'm not a magician. You know well, and, and furthermore I
1: don't think they are capable of doing it because I don't think most people realize they think oh if I just have this template then it'll be it'll be all good. Well even the template if you had the exact same thing as the template had and you could find the wherewithal somehow to complete that template, which most entrepreneurs I find are like super excited. And then it's like, okay, in three weeks, like they ghost you. Yes. <laughs> it's like, hey, how's that template go?
0: Exactly. <laughs> we
1: can't come up with your content for you. You have to come up with the content. And then they don't realize that, hey, this template works awesome if you're selling to coaches, but if you're selling tomato soup or something totally different, suddenly Definitely. that template just doesn't really make sense. And that's why they get all nervous and scared. and exactly two weeks or or whatever and I
0: think it's also a law of physics all our successes are built on momentum you know you need to start with small increments that can grow in order to get that momentum and you can speed it up by working with a coach you know who can say do not even try that it's going to throw a huge wrench into your momentum but it still needs to build and you know that is just physics it cannot work differently it's just not possible so i'm all for doing things quickly and efficiently but still even google will not look at you unless you are at least 3 months old in internet land that's just the way it is so there are lots of things you can do with money of course with expertise but ultimately time you can only collapse it so much you know so that is really important for me to for people to understand And then the other thing is, obviously, they need to be excited about the online world. You don't need to be a tech star at all. I do offer tech support as well, you know, to navigate all of that jazz. Um, But I think being motivated, having realistic expectations is the most important thing. Otherwise, I can pretty much get everything to work unless it's e-commerce or something with logistics then I'm just like not your person well then you just come talk to us we'll be fine exactly
1: Exactly. (laughs) That, that part's all good so talk to us about your your method your modalities how do you how do you work with someone
0: so I have the impact with integrity method, which is basically five pillars that I walk my clients through. And in between, we look at what kind of crap is coming up personally in terms of, if I feel resistance implementing it. So pillar number one is branding. Um, it used to be branding and niching, but I threw niching out because sometimes we have so many different facets that we want to include. And that's actually totally fine for me. Mm-hmm. So, but it is about who are you, which is the most difficult thing in the world actually to figure out. What do you look like? And one of my biggest beliefs is that you shine your light like a lighthouse and people come to you. I've never seen a lighthouse wobble towards the beach rescuing anyone. It's like, no, people come to you when they feel you are the right one, but you need to shine your light. So figuring out who you are, that is the most important thing first. Second pillar is pricing and financial literacy. Um, really facing your numbers, crunching your numbers and figuring out smart pricing that makes you tons of profit, ideally, and also working on the mindset. I mean, money mindset is a huge thing that comes up when it comes to pricing, you know, so um, that's something that I do in particular at that time. Then we work, uh, go over to the tech style, like everything tech, like what is email software providers, your whole sequences, streamlining a client relationship management platforms to make your life as easy as possible. And then the fourth pillar is content creation. I'm very lazy. I love keeping things simple, doing one thing and then having the rest be on autopilot. So I distinguish between long-term content, which is blog posts, YouTube, anything podcasting, and short-term content, which is social media, and then the last one is global outreach. Because if nobody knows you exist, you might have the prettiest website on the block, but nobody cares. So I love PR. I love this, like podcasting. I also like to go back to offline sometimes. You know, looking at what do you have actually in your back pocket already, and starting, you know, leveraging that with your online world. Um, and that's pretty much it. And in between everything that comes up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it will. <laughs> it will. Right. That's awesome. What do you find are the biggest mistakes people are making when they're at home kind of fumbling on their own?
0: <laughs> Unrealistic expectations is number one. I find all underestimating the birthing process. Everything I've just described It's just the seeding. It doesn't even mean that you are a plant yet in internet land. It basically just means that you started to germinate. You were just born. You like plopped into internet land, but it's exhausting. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot to learn. It's a lot to understand, to implement, to create. And usually by the time people are done with all that setting up, they're exhausted and they're like, I've done everything. Why is it not working? And it's like, well, (laughs) you set it up but <laughs> you haven't existed long enough yet. You know, we haven't actually, what have you actually done to show up, to shine, you know? And I feel that is when people then give up. And it's like, you've done all this work and now you're exhausted and you're giving up. So I feel not allowing yourself to rest at that moment for a second and then taking new motivation or maybe doing things simpler. I feel that a lot of people then go into the, uber-complex ClickFunnels 3000 business, whereas it might just be good to just show up, you know, once a week somewhere. (laughs) So I find that happens a lot, and I I love to call people out on it, but that's when sometimes my clients start ghosting me because they're like, this is uncomfortable. I'm not doing my homework.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think, too, it's because there is the whole, you know, Prince has done a great job of marketing, click funnels and making it just one click away from you, whatever it is. Um, the
0: tagline, right? It's like, right. And everybody
1: huh. kind of goes, oh yeah, that's awesome. It's like, well, it's awesome. If you fall into his niche of sweet spotness, which by the way, you've been already been super uber successful and you've basically just transferred over <laughs> anybody yes. else has to work for it and start from the bottom again. And I don't think they realize that there's these steps and to your point is if they, there's that creation step and then there's a getting out there step and you can combine the getting out there step with the creation step for sure in digital marketing way easier than you can mm-hmm. in the kind of bricks and mortar world, right? In bricks and mortar, you have to build your store, you have to fill your you store to. and and then you know, hope and pray the people come, whereas online... Like, really, you could get somebody to make an imaginary thing in a GIF and get you know, a picture of it and I'm going to sell this thing. And, you know, if somebody buys it, well, great. We'll produce the thing. <laughs> so yes. A lot easier in that sense. Um, awesome. And loving that. So when you're, um, I guess, when, when you're working with somebody and you're going through the branding, let's go through that kind of niche thing. Because to me, the niche thing is figuring out where your clients are. So your clients aren't necessarily you. And just because you're like hanging out on, you know, maybe it's Facebook. If you're going B2B, they're probably not there. <laughs> yeah,
0: so. no, I think it depends on obviously what you're selling. Yeah. Um, so you have a platform for every kind of business where you're like, I think they're rather here than there. You know, like if it's, I, if you choose whether it's more on Pinterest or Instagram or TikTok or LinkedIn, you know, very different worlds, obviously where they hang out. There's different stories to this or different tactics to this. So before, I think the traditional system is that you look to be as detailed as possible. So I always take the example of a health coach. If you say I'm a health coach, that's like, what does this even mean? You know, health is so huge. So usually I used to say it go down at least three layers. So health coach for women with hormones, the thyroid, which doesn't mean that other people won't reach out to you. Cause I feel a lot of people are scared because they think if I'm, I'm discriminating, you know, I'm limiting myself too much. Absolutely not true. My website for sleep like a boss, it said just for women, it was golden pink and still 50% of my clientele was male and it was totally fine. So don't worry about that. However, I also feel that sometimes it's takes the permission to embed other passions that you have, you know, which you can use in your marketing though. So if you like, for example, I love travel. It's part of my branding and marketing. And also I created a service out of it. I have a business tripper community where we travel the world amongst entrepreneurs. So I, that became part of me, you know, and it's kind of how I work, what visions I hold is, is luxury high end versus I love one pound land or something like that. It's just not what I do. So I think feel that is very, very important too. So you need to know both. But my niche, for example, I'm saying creative entrepreneurs, small businesses and coaches, it's quite large, but I'm just know that through the different pieces of content that I create, the right people do find me because they Google for certain things that I talk about. So even though my content might be more beginner versed, doesn't mean that I only work with beginners because other people will know, oh, this is interesting. I want to get to know more. And as they get to know me more, I work with people who want to pivot their business maybe or the business trippers is for more experienced, you know, entrepreneurs. So I guess what I want to say with that is that branding doesn't always have to be this formula-based thing. It can be helpful, but I'm personally really tired of the five Thousand page long questionnaires of who your ideal client is because I've seen it gone wrong so many times where people then design everything towards this one person, let's call her, I don't know, Susan, because I feel everyone is called Susan in these questionnaires, who they think is their ideal client. And then they start to attract Susans and they start to realize this is actually horrible. I don't like them. That's why I actually, for me, self-centered marketing is the most important, really.
1: Awesome. So what do you mean by self-centered marketing?
0: Going from what you like and what you don't like. Being very clear about who you are about and what you are not about. Maybe not about can be even more convincing than what you are about. And I find that is a beautiful filter system.
1: Nice. Love that. So give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories, one of your clients.
0: Oh my God. There's so many different ones. Um, I think one of my favorite ones is one of my favorite clients actually is an artist. So she used to be in corporate, still is actually. And she came with this very vague idea You, in terms of, I really love my art. I really like to do it, but she came with this idea. I'm going to start selling a couple of prints on, on Etsy for like, I don't know, five bucks or, you know, 20 bucks mm-hmm. and things. And I was like, Your art is great. You've been studying this for years. If you want to be a real artist, like we're going to think in the thousands, not in the 20s. I mean, how much do you have to work for that? That's crazy. So through our journey together, we did a lot of mindset works in terms of actually owning your skill and talent or whatever it is that you want to do. And so now she has an exhibition booked in Sweden. She's not from Sweden, so she's from Europe. She's from Italy, but she has an exhibition booked in Sweden. She has a beautiful digital home that is all her. It looks like a palace if when you go in and then you have your different sections. She had her first small exhibit at her workplace, which she was terrified about because she, you know, didn't. It's weird. This is my workplace. So it was this beautiful journey from this idea of what I want to be to actually becoming it, taking those steps, you know, and really making it come true. So I'm so excited. And it's, that's my jam. That's what I love doing.
1: Nice. Love that. So let's go back to what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having at home right now? And they're thinking, Oh my God, Christine, I need you so bad. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But I think one element is that I don't think anyone will take me seriously when I try doing this. I think that's a huge one. And you will notice it coming up. Just imagining telling others what you do and you just imagine their reactions. That's when I can already tell you right now, if that freaks you out, you're on the right track. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) that is definitely the first one. The second one I see is a lot of trauma um, business coaching trauma, unfortunately. And I had this too. I hired one of my first coaches and beautiful sales page again, you know, <laughs> spent <laughs> a lot of money and was very disappointed. And I call it money trauma or literally business coaching trauma where you've been promised something. And, you know, unfortunately we're disappointed and it takes courage to jump back on a new horse, so to say, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, that's, take your time, go with your gut feeling there. I think those are probably the two things that I see right now, if someone's listening, it's like, I'm really all about gut feeling. If you don't like what I have to say, totally cool. But if you do like it, just go. I'm very into feminine intuition or any intuition, but especially feminine, (laughs) just go with it, you know.
1: Nice, love that. Well, and I think for a minute, let's talk about that coaching trauma because it's totally normal. I have my reasons or my thoughts around Kind of why I think it happens, and I actually think it's a good thing. But um, <laughs> why do you think it happens, and what does it mean to somebody when they go through kind of that experience?
0: I think a lot of it is why would you doubt anyone when you start out? You know, I mean, it's like you start out, you knew in this area, and people are good at what they do. I mean, they have great sales copy they studied the persuasion books they are great at selling (laughs) um and so why would you doubt that you know you come to a page and you see thousands of testimonials not necessarily knowing that those testimonials have been collected over years and years and years maybe not even on the program that is being sold um and one very easy example is I was in a, a Facebook group for a paid course and was about building courses for beginners. And the f- one of the first steps was building an email opt in. And oh my God, the overwhelm I saw. What is an opt in? What is an ESP? All of that stuff. Well, just buy this hugely expensive multipurpose software and it will all do it for you. Where I was like, oh. And um, one person posted, oh, I just posted my opt in for this first time and I got 700 subscribers. And the questions were, what was the opt-in? What email software provider did you use? What text did you use? And I was like, how? So I did a little bit of research and I figured out that that person had a YouTube channel with over fifty thousand subscribers. So yeah, what? if you have an audience, but didn't quite say that in that post, wow. right? So why would you doubt? You know what? You don't know necessarily which questions to ask. You don't know what you don't know. So I think it's very normal that we fall into this, unfortunately, and Mm -hmm. I don't mind calling it out the bro marketing, the whole thing. It's like, it works. It's very good, but I'm just very, 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 (laughs) very clear about expectations. Let's put it that way. And it can also really help you to see what you don't want to be like afterwards, you know? So. exactly. And that's,
1: that I think is a huge thing. And I think it's
0: really important to
1: understand, which is why I ask everybody, what's your sweet spot? Who do you love to work with? Because that to me is a telltale sign. If, they, if it's everybody who has blah, it's <laughs> probably not. Because back to our point, if you're uber successful already and you go into doing some of these things, it's, it's an exact fit. You are the perfect teacup on the perfect little saucer and life is grand and off you go. And Unfortunately, they neglect the whole, oh yeah, by the way, if you're new and starting off with this, you're not going to have any of these points <laughs> to be able to work with, and you're going to be making shit up, and it's not going to work because you're making shit up. Um, and there's a different way to start a business than there is to grow a business, than there is to scale a business. And most people want to go from zero to a million in five seconds. And it's like, yeah, it just doesn't work that way. I it mean, it doesn't. can but usually it's because you have super successes before and you're replicating notes.
0: Exactly. And I mean, I've seen it myself. I had one, well, I did lots of work already. Then I joined a program and it was the final piece of the puzzle, you know, that made me go charging from 800 to 10,000 for the same product and I'm selling it, you know, so I just Mm -hmm. created a VIP day out of it. And I talk about this a lot, but it was not just that one program. It was lots of work that I did before. However, yeah,
1: you say, I, posted, I just created a VIP day. Well, you just have to know what to do in those VIP do. days. <laughs> and you need to
0: sell it. You need to know how to, you know, you need to know this is working. And I am ready to sell this, yes. to even exactly. announce it, to say it, you know. Mm. So what I did is I posted it in the group. And there was the screenshot and there was a the testimonial afterwards on the sales page for the next round. Look, she joined and she did this. And I was like, I don't want you guys to use this testimonial because that's not what happened. Like, yes, it, it gave me the final nudge, but there was like gazillions of work that I did before with other coaches, other programs, self-development, you know, therapy, you call, you, you know, you name it. And um, yeah, I was not able to get the testimonial cut down, but it was a very awkward situation because I had they raised the price considerably, but lessened the content and quality. And I got lots of people who said, "I saw your name under the testimonials. I was just going to check in if you still recommended it." And I had to say, "Actually, no." How awkward is that? You know. Bye. But it's just kind of giving you an insight into just wary <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly so if you're new to the whole world of internet and testimonials <laughs> yeah now I testimony. don't post
0: these things in any groups where there can be screenshots taken I just don't do it and it's like when you see in a group please post all your wins yes it can be psychologically nice but now unfortunately I'm always kind of wary that they're going to be taken as screenshots to be used as testimonials later so
1: uh, and and I don't necessarily have an issue with that because sometimes people just need some light at the end of the tunnel. Right, yes. <laughs> it's like they're they're grinding it out and grinding it out, and it's like, Jesus, is this ever gonna work? And it's like, yes, yeah, it is it going is. to work eventually. Yes. Keep grinding, and it's not like I guess the caveat we're trying to get to here is this is not a magic pill, <laughs> this is no. not get rich quick scheme. This is real business, and you do it because you love the idea or notion of helping people and bringing your product or service to the market. And you're in this because this is the big haul. And to me, going into business, becoming an entrepreneur is kind of the best personal development (laughs) Uh, program that there is. And um, part of that is figuring out what crap's getting in your way. What are you falling prey to? Who do you fall victim to? Who do you... All of that crap is part of it. And the business world just makes it that much easier to be able to see that. (laughs) Yeah. uh...
0: (laughs) I do feel there's a lot of movement though. When I started out, it was very much the bro marketing, huge sales page, all sophisticated and not a lot of femininity in there. And I feel the last couple of years, there's been a wave of people claiming it back like calling it out going into the complete opposite I'm kind of in between both I use my yin and and yang but it's been great to see you know like it can also always as always don't go into extremes necessarily but I feel there has been a lot of change in the coaching industry and so I just think smart people will hopefully see through it and As always, I'm, if it's for me, it's all my clients are gut feeling clients. They were like, we saw you teach, we saw you speak and we knew it's like, welcome. If it's like, can I interview you and see all your diplomas? It's like, bugger off. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So knowing that I know that a lot of our speakers are going to be wanting more from you. So how do they start their journey with you?
0: stalk me would be my suggestion <laughs> um head over to my website christine you will have my social media links there i'm most stalkable on instagram i would say that's where you get to see me um for all educational content stay on the main website in my blog where i interview people for christine means business my podcast and also i write some longer blogs as well and obviously you can get my book um as well which is which has pretty much everything you need. But if you need that personal guidance, then obviously reach out to me. So the website, ChristineMittsBusiness.com is the hub of the goodness.
1: (laughs) Nice. I love that. So normally I would ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? You've already kind of given us the story, but what was that key point where you're like, yeah, I want to work for myself?
0: I do. It's the freaking sales page. You know?
1: <laughs> See, there is a benefit to these things, even though is- like you never know what that next thing is and why you've stumbled upon that thing. It- and to me, sometimes it's the people you meet. Sometimes it's the knowledge you get. Sometimes it's the knowledge you get of what you don't want <laughs> so, yes. to be. huge benefits in these things. Yes.
0: No, it was painting the picture. I was mm-hmm. like, that is it. And then I think immediately afterwards, I don't know, I was interested in sewing and I was on Skillshare, but I saw this marketing class by Seth Godin that they had, they were flogging it for free. And I watched that and it was, I was like, oh my God, this is marketing. I love it. You know, so I think these two things together was just like serendipity. And I was like, okay, let's give this a shot. And then I just, I knew I can never go back to a nine to five. I tried to go back for a year and I was just like, screw this. There's no way. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> that's hilarious.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Christine. I know how valuable it is. I appreciate it immensely. Any
0: last words for our peeps? Oh, when you know, you know, I think that's my main thing. When you know, you know, even if it's crazy, you know.
1: Nice, I love that. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being with us here today. Be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app so that we can help you scale your business. We love having you here. Thanks, Christine. Bye. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.